morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Y'all, we made it to 2023. <laughs> Didn't know if that's going to happen. But we did. We're here. And thanks be to God for that. Um, I'm going to share just a few announcements that I was jotting down when um, I was like, oh, they've started and I'm, I'm not there, so let me go. Um, couple things. We're doing regional gatherings, online regional gatherings, um, and we'll do them by time zone. So the Eastern Standard Time Zone one will be this coming Thursday at 7 p.m., so on and so forth. You'll get emails if, you know, if you're in our system, which is why we're always like, make sure that you've updated your information. Um, so we're sending emails. You will get those, and each one will be at 7 p.m. in the time zone the following Thursdays. Um, if you want more information about that, and you're like, listen, she's saying a lot of things and I don't know what she's talking about, it's on the website. <laughs> website will tell you lots of things. Um, we are also doing a, a self-care series um, this month, and that is, more information for that is also available on the website. Um, and that will be every single month we'll do one. So I think the Latin and Hispanic one is this coming month on January 8th website for more information. Um, we are doing an MLK teach-in. MLK uh, King Sunday, as you know, is something that we really hold here um, in honor. So we will be doing a teach-in that Sunday. You'll want to register if you want to eat food. Um, and we still do obviously take COVID very seriously in this space. So we want to make sure that we know who's coming and who wants to take their mask off and put food in their mouth. So we need you to register. You know, um, you'll probably need to take a rabbit test if you're going to also be taking your mask off, all those things, right, that like help us keep each other safe and um, love each other in community. And uh, Jackie and Rabbi Josh will be doing the talk back. And EET may be joining us in the house. Some of them may be singing. So it'll be a really, really cool thing to experience um, how we really do this building of community together. So we hope you'll join us for that. Um, and then that same Sunday, we are doing a book drive. You know, we usually do like kind of a book drive um, and collect money for the WPA and for the children for the books. So bring those things as well that Sunday. Bring everything to the storehouse. I think that is all the things I need to say. It is January, so we have any January birthdays in the house? If you are a January birthday, please stand. If you're online, you may stand, but um, if you don't stand, we won't know, but we're still gonna sing to you. Happy birthday to Let's worship God by taking a deep breath together. And we invite you to stand for our opening hymn.
Hello, everyone. Hi, I'm Pam. My pronouns are she, hers. And this is a sort of mash-up message for all ages, prayers of the people, activity for today. So we invite you who are here and you who are online, young and young at heart, to join us in this today. Um, Reverend Mira will be preaching from the book of Ecclesiastes today, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. A song might start coming to your head as you hear it. It's for every season, there is a time under heaven. And we started this tree on 9-11 in the fall season, marking down as a prayer things that we wanted to grow in our lives. And today we're marking a new season, a new year. And so we're inviting everyone in the spirit of the verses, there is a time for everything, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to, to be born, a time to die, a time to let go and a time to hold on. And we're using that last one as our prompt today to think about what in your life are you being called to release, to let go of, to melt away like the snowflake that you were given? We told you all will be revealed, and so when you came in, you got a snowflake and a star. And for those of you online, you can participate as well by using a snowflake and a star emoji and, and sharing what, um, what you want to add to our tree, and we will add it for you. So on the snowflake, we're going to, in a few minutes, go into a contemplative time. Dion will play some music for us. So you don't have to do this at this moment. But on the snowflake, we'll think about what are you being called to release, to let go of, to let melt away like the snow. And then on the star, what are you being called to have burned brightly, to give light to? What will be your North Star for 2023? And so I invite you now to just take a deep breath. We have more guests joining us. Welcome. Take a deep breath. Ground yourself in whatever way feels right to you. For me, sometimes it's really feeling my feet on the earth. For others, it might be feeling whatever your body is sitting on, being held. Could be feeling your hands. Relaxing gently on your lap. And join me for a time of, of quiet as we move into this contemplative practice. And when you're ready, you can bring your snowflake to place underneath the tree and your star to hang on the tree. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for this new year. Give us this moment to listen deeply to your, your voice as you speak to our hearts what we're meant to let go of, to let melt away as we start this year and what we're meant to hold on to, 
to let burn brightly, to let shine, to let guide us as a star.
we invite any deacons or clergy members who would like to come and please come continue to bring your offerings online continue to bring your offerings we'll continue to put them on the tree throughout the service and we invite you all to just hold out your hands as we bless this together oh god we mark this time this season that's sacred under you we hold these intentions with gentleness we honor what we're releasing as something that may have served at one time but is ready to go and thank you for putting that calling on our heart and we ask you to give us the gentleness and the courage and the strength to live into what we're being called to pick up for this year we know with your love and with each other in this community we can and we bless the ask you to bless these these prayers today amen dear family if you would kindly rise as we move into a place of the lord's prayer say it as you know it say it as you remember it ever loving and holy god hallowed be your name your reign come your will be done on earth And now, my friends, it is a new day. It is a new year. Safely and lovingly, let us pass the peace, the peace that passes all understanding, the peace of God be with you. Also with you, safely and lovingly.
birds flying high You know how I feel Sun in the sky You know how I feel Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life And I'm feeling In the sea, you know how I feel. River running free, you know how I feel. Blossom on the tree, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life. I'm feeling good Dragonfly out in the sun You know what I mean, don't you know Butterflies all having fun You know what I mean Sleep in peace when day is done That's what I mean This old world is a new world and a bold world for me. Stars, when you shine, you know what I mean, don't you know? <laughs> Sense of the pine, you know. It's a new day, it's a new life, hey, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good, I feel so All right now, Reverend Natalie. Okay. So that's how you're going to start the new year. <laughs> Welcome back. I have missed you. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, and a happy new year. I see lots of new faces. I apologize if you can't see my face down there. This whole thing is, is not made for five foot twos. Should we read our passage for this morning? We're looking at Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Everything has its time. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to heal and a time to kill, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, 
and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak up, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Let us pray. Holy God, I ask you, God, just to speak through me this morning. Let these words be yours, not my own. Let it be pleasing to your ear. May you soften our hearts to what you have to say to us today. In your name we pray, amen. It's the new year. How are we feeling? You made it here. You know, honestly, honestly, last night I dreamed that I would be preaching to one person. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? Give yourselves a hand for being here, seriously. Who stayed up late to count down? Yeah, yeah, I didn't get to bed until about 1.30. So I'm tired, but I'm here, and so are all of you. Did anyone watch our service, our um, worship yesterday? Great, that's so great. So you all know that we talked about intentions and resolutions in that time. I love that we do that. I love this ritual that we practice together. Thank you, Pam, for leading it. I love that we do this once, in, once every year. For some of us, more frequently. Reverend Natalie shared with me that she does this on her birthday. Set intentions for what we desire for the future, for what we want for the coming year, to say out loud or to write down our hopes for the future, for our, our dreams. Maybe, maybe you wrote down or you thought about what habits you want to break or make this year. Can anyone resonate with that? Maybe some of you had desires, have desires this year to accomplish something, to build something, to start something, to find love even. In the year 2007, I set intentions for a better 2008. I was singing this song. This was gonna be my year. I had just gone through a breakup and decided that this was the year that I was going to focus on my personal development. I would focus on my spiritual growth specifically, and I would start laying down the foundations for stability in my career when I was living in Australia. I'd already had all these plans lined up. I was going to go on a missions trip to South America that, that January of 2008. I talked to my boss that year, I said, I need growth. I need to see a future in my work here. And so we talked about a promotion. And my boss promised me a promotion that would be lined up, that I would start as soon as I came back from this trip. That year was going to be amazing. But as we all know, we can hope for good things and put plans in place. We can hope for good things to manifest, but sometimes things don't go the way that we hope. Sometimes we encounter disruption in our lives. And that prompts us to ask, where did I go wrong? What happened to this plan that I put in place? And there are times that things don't go the way that we planned and we're faced with disappointments. And for me, that happened when I was in Santiago, Chile, on that January of 2008. This trip that I so look forward to. When I was there, I got a phone call from my mother, who was living in Hong Kong, where I was born, saying that I needed to fly back home because my dad was in a coma. And that was when things suddenly started falling apart for me. I flew 30 hours, collectively, from Santiago, Chile, to a tiny island south of China called Hong Kong to be by my dad's side. And I prayed and I hoped, I believed this wasn't gonna be it for him. But three weeks later, my dad passed away. 
and all my plans fell apart. I asked myself, why is this happening? How could this happen? What did I do wrong? What did I do to deserve this? I really thought, especially coming out of a mission trip, doing all this amazing work for God, I really felt that God had abandoned me, abandoned me in this moment because of the things that unfolded in my life was so different from what I had planned at the start of that year. Instead of celebrating a promotion and securing my future in Australia, instead of growing in my faith, I spent the next two years in deep depression, grief, and loneliness. Now our faith has a history of attaching meaning to events like these in our life, to experiences of suffering and hardship and saying that these are forms of punishment for sins that we've committed. If someone were to experience illness or financial hardship, these were thought to be times when they had lost God's favor. Even instances such as war or famine or flood, these were believed to be forms of God's judgment on the entire nation. But this doesn't line up to what the author of our passage today is describing in these eight verses where they outlined 14 sets of experiences that no one can escape from. Verse one says that for everything there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven. That means everything that happens, so long as we are on this side of heaven, every one of these things listed will happen. There is no escaping it. That means two things. Firstly, that the highs and lows of our journeys in life these polar extremes that are described in these eight verses are all inevitable. Secondly, these experiences are inevitable for everyone, that the path is not smooth and steady for someone who we, whom we've come to believe is more righteous or favored by God, neither is it more treacherous or difficult for someone who we've come to believe has displeased God. These seasons are inevitable, whatever you believe, whether you are Jewish or Christian, or Muslim, or Hindu, or Baha'i, whether we believe in God or not, whether we are rich, or poor, or privileged, or marginalized, these seasons of life are inevitable for us all. But can I be honest for just a moment? Can I, will you allow me just to be human for a second? There's just a part of me that is dissatisfied with this. Because I can't, I just, there's a part of me just that cannot understand why do good people have to suffer? Why did my dad have to die? There's a part of me that wishes that God actually did cast judgment because I can think of a lot of other people, at least in 2008, because I'm a better person now. There's, there's a part of me that honestly wishes that God cast a judgment on the wicked. Why do the wicked racists get to live in comfortable houses in their nice homes when there are disproportionate numbers of black, brown, Asian, Latinx, and indigenous people that live below the poverty line? There's a part of me that wishes that God would punish people for their homophobia for their transphobia, for their sexism. There's a part of me that really thinks that it's unfair that people with disabilities face hardships every day because we live in an ableist world, because we live in an accommodating, unaccommodating world. And it's hard to hear a message like this, this, this passage this morning, even being a pastor in this community, because we're working so hard in this community to build a more just world for the future. It's hard because I ask myself this question. What is the point of chasing after peace, after love, when this passage right here says war and hate are inevitable? They're just gonna happen. What is the point of advocacy if 
if even silence, being silenced is inevitable. In 2008, I thought to myself, what is the point in living these dreams that I had for, two, for, for that year, these dreams for having an independent life in Australia? What is the point in living that life if we're all gonna die anyway? And I never returned back to live out those dreams. But I see hope in what is written in this passage this morning. Hope that I couldn't see when I was in this long and dark season of grieving. And I'm humbled by what the author writes. And I see that our author is teaching us that we can try to control things happening in our life. We can try to avoid seasons of adversity, but it's impossible. Because the positive times of our lives that we tend to favor are not actually possible without the times that we hope to avoid. The positive experiences are not possible without times of difficulty, without times of adversity. There is value in each extreme where one season feeds into the other. And we are invited in this passage to survey these seasons as a whole, to survey the good and the bad of life together, to see each season as essential, to see the sacred both in what we're running towards and what we put down in these stars and what we are fleeing from and what we hope to melt away, to see that we will never get stuck in one season the way that I felt stuck in 2008. Two weeks ago when I started working on this sermon, a man who was formerly incarcerated reached out to our team wanting to share his story with us. And he sent us a link to um, an interview that he had done and described his experiences after being wrongfully imprisoned for a number of charges. In his time when he was in prison, he worked really hard to, to fight to stop, to have these charges overturned. Those charges were eventually overturned, but you won't believe how long it took. It took 15 years. 15 years of time with family gone. 15 years of witnessing abuse of fellow inmates. 15 years that took such a toll on his body that he was now in a wheelchair. After he shared his story, the interviewer asked him, how did you manage to stay strong through this horrendous ordeal? And through tears, he shared that there were times when he thought that the grief that he was carrying from the injustice of losing his freedom and time lost with family became so overwhelming that he, that he wanted to give up. Those times certainly did visit him but he just couldn't let injustice win. He knew that this couldn't be the end of his story, that something better had to be coming. And his faith in God gave him strength and his faith served as a reminder of better things to come. That even when people were dying from COVID all around him, he didn't lose hope. He knew early on to resist the idea that we often get that we often start to believe that he was being punished by God or that God had abandoned him. And instead of asking, what did I do to deserve this? He shared with the interviewer that he felt called to share his story. That's how he felt called to respond to this season. For 15 years, he chose speaking out. For 15 years, he wrote letters when his voice was being locked and silenced behind bars. For 15 years, he didn't lose hope because he knew that the other end of this extreme experience of suffering was inevitable, even for him. God doesn't forget us in any of these seasons, particularly the ones where we think we're being abandoned. We will never get stuck 
We might be there for 15 years, but we will never get stuck at any point in our journey because God is accompanying us through every season, gently pushing us through from season to season and time after time. Though there will be times of weeping, that times of laughter are also inevitable. And God accompanies us through the extremes of both and the spaces in between. The remarkable thing too is that none of us are alone in those experiences. All of creation, that passage says all, everything under the heavens, so all of creation, every single living thing participates in these similar ebbs and flows of life. Just as the cycles of death and life are essential to the sustainability of the natural world, so are the seasons of life that we experience. The time to plant and pluck up is named in this passage to illustrate that the importance of harvesting of crops in the fall and the death and decay of winter is essential to making way for new life in the spring and for flourishing in the fall. The author is inviting us to see wisdom in nature, to take inspiration from the natural world for how we should live through these seasons, for how we can find hope as we move between these seasons, to let go of the desire to try to influence the outcome. Because trying to take control, our author says, is vanity. Like chasing the wind, it's futile. And so I find myself searching and wondering, so what of these seasons? And from what I can gather, I think our purpose is to lean into curiosity, to search, to listen, to discern how we might respond in this season. And as we respond, to know that this too shall come to pass as we begin to enter the next season. In 2008, when I was deep in the season of depression, and in the year 2020, when so many of us were experiencing a collective grief between the pandemic, racism, misogyny, bigotry, and xenophobia that tore our nation apart, and then a fire that consumed our building, I think there were many of us that longed for better days ahead. That'd be fair to say, right? I'm coming up to 15 years since my dad's passing and some things haven't changed at all. Our building still sits in a rubble. My family is still completely torn apart and reconciliation feels like a far and distant dream but I do see where God has accompanied me. Even when I ended my future of dream, my dreams of living in Australia, I ended that for, by leaving Australia for good, God invited me into curiosity around what other pathways were possible. And without that, I wouldn't be here. I see how God has moved in, in showing me open doors towards a pathway to working in ministry and following my call, my call that I had since I was 18 years old to go to seminary. And that couldn't have happened without that season. That couldn't have happened with, if I hadn't closed that door on that, on that dream in Australia. Looking back, only now looking back, it's taken several years. I can now see the beauty that rose from the ashes of that period of grief. In this community, I've only been here for three months and I am so inspired by how we have responded to the collective, collective grief that we've all experienced over the last two years. We could have met hate with hate. We could have met war with war but instead we chose fierce love, fierce radical love. 
We chose loving our unhoused neighbors. We chose confronting our racial biases. We chose uncomfortable conversations. We chose confronting sexism and heteronormativity by leaning into curiosity. We chose listening, silencing ourselves, and listening to marginalized voices. And this is how we've chosen to respond to adversity that was happening all around us. And so as I close the, our sermon today, this teaching today, I'd like to invite you all to remember, remember how you moved through the last couple of years as you look ahead into 2023. Let's remember to do that, especially when things don't go the way that we planned this year. Let's set an intention that whether we're in a season of letting go or embracing, whether we're in the season of planting in the soil or plucking up from the soil, tearing down or building up, as we move in and between each of these seasons, let us set an intention to see the value of each, to let the inevitability of that season, that next season, bring us hope that whatever we're going through right now will also come to pass. Instead of running away and trying to escape it or trying to control the outcome of it, let us tune ourselves to the presence of God who is with us always, walking with us always, and ask ourselves, how am I invited to respond in this moment? Thank you. I love that we get to break bread together and start off the first day of 2023 this way. I love that I get to do this with my friend Natalie. Y'all, I haven't seen Natalie for, what, two months? I have really, 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 really missed you. I miss you. <laughs> and y'all, I'm so, I'm like, honestly. We have a backstory. Uh, yeah. Y'all, we like been through some things yes. together. <laughs> And I'm really just so happy that you all are here. Because honestly, I really thought one person was going to show. <laughs> but you all are here. So let's celebrate and let's break bread together, friends. There is a season for everything. Jesus said, all of us who are poor and blessed, the kingdom of God belongs to us. All of us who, are, who hunger are blessed. And a season of fulfillment is promised. To every season, turn, turn, turn. Jesus said we are blessed in our weeping and it is promised that we will once again laugh. Our mourning will be turned to joy in the cycle of living, dying, grief, and celebration. Our Jesus, rabbi, preacher, teacher, healer, broke bread with his disciples and said this, this is my body, broken for you. When you eat this bread, do this, remembering me. Do it resisting oppression. Do it in revolutionary love. You find the many ways to do this, sometimes different from what you planned, sometimes by coming home by another road. Then Jesus took the cup and shared it with them and said, this, this is the cup of a new covenant poured out for many. When you drink this cup, do so remembering me. Do it resisting injustice. Do it in the hope of healing. Do it in revolutionary love, living fully into each season as it presents itself. Let us pray. 
God, we commune together in this moment, for we are one in the spirit. Fortify the ties that bind us. Bless this communion of, of hearts, of minds, of souls. You, Lord, are our bread. You are our cup. And we are the bread, we are the cup. Through you, we have everything we need for this journey. And with each other, we have everything we need for this journey. We thank you for a moment of communion that allows us a deeper connection with you and in our community. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Oh, I like that you know my name. Um, I'm just so at peace right now. It feels like such a peace-filled space today. So I'm glad that I'm kicking off the first day of 2023 with all of you and everybody across the globe. A lot of you in your pajamas, I bet, but we're glad you're here. Um, I am the director of development here at Middle as many of you know, but there's so many new faces, so welcome. Happy 2023. Um, I've gotten to speak with so many of you over the last year about what the future of middle can look like and what it's gonna be. And you know, the common thread among it all was that it's us. It's you and me, and we are what the future of middle is. We're the ones we've been waiting for. So as we enter this new year, my invitation is to anybody who's looking for a place to call home, this is it. We're your home. You can go to middlechurch.org slash join and sign up to become a member. And then take a new members class so that we can get to know you better and you'll be a part of community with us. And then as we're in the campaign of our lives, friends, to rebuild, reclaim Christianity and repair a broken world, it's essential that we give our gifts to this space too. We're a member-supported movement, and we need those gifts to move. So if a resolution of yours is to figure out how you can be in better service here, it's make a recurring gift this year. Set that intention to be in this movement with us. You can go to middlechurch.org donate. Do it all right there online. Or there's a QR code on your screen if you're at home and want to scan the Venmo. Um, we'll take that too. So thank you, and welcome to 2023. I went up to Oh uh -huh. 
God, El Shaddai, our Jaira, we offer these gifts this new day, this new year, this new season to say thank you, simply to say thank you. Lead us, guide us into the seasons of our lives with confidence, with faith, with hope, but the greatest of these is love. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done and what you will do. In the name of the one who is the great teacher, the great redeemer, our rock, and our salvation, Jesus Christ, amen. amen. And now, friends, please stand as we move into our closing hymn. Bless you.
perfect. That was such a perfect close to our service. Thank you so much. And thank you all for being here, for celebrating with us this worship. I would like to benedict you out. <laughs> um, before I do so, though, we have some treats for you as you head out the door. We have a New Year's Day gift for you. We have some hot chocolate, and we have copies of Jackie's book, Reverend Jackie's book. So please pick one up on your way out the door. And now, friends. Hold yourself with compassion this year. Know that whatever happens, that you are wholly loved by God, fully loved by God, and never abandoned by God. Live this out. Show up being God's presence to one another in this world. Amen. Peace, you all. Happy New Year.